Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're answering your questions in the week two mailbag. We got quite a few questions this week, so... If we don't answer yours on the show, you know, I'm sorry about that. Just keep getting them in. We'll get you on here one of these weeks. But we got quite a few questions and we didn't even get to go through all of them. So every week, just keep sending those in to us on Instagram, on Twitter, through fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com, wherever you want to go. Keep sending us these questions. So we're just going to jump right into this. We got some flex questions. We got some trade questions, stuff like that. So let's jump into some flex questions. We've got the first one. Who do you start at flex? Do you go Malcolm Brown, DJ Chark, or Michael Gallup? What, where do you think? Where are you leaning there? I know Chark didn't do a lot in week one. He got a touchdown, but he only had a few catches. So it's slightly concerning there. Brown played a good amount. And then um, Gallup, he, he got a, a big play taken away. He could have been a little better, but. I don't know where where are you leaning. I don't, I'm going to let you decide because I don't know where I'm leaning. I know. Yet. I was hoping you were going to take this one. Uh, for me, for me, Gallup is number three. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Do that. I I struggle between Malcolm Brown and DJ Chark because I'm a big believer in DJ Chark, and I they were able to win, but I do think they're going to have to throw a lot. Um, Malcolm Brown, though, he got the you know. The lion's share of the carries, he's the goal line back. Is it more likely that he gets a touchdown than DJ Chark in week two? I do think he's probably a little bit safer. Um, but Chark is always like, you know, that huge game away. So in that, I think I, think I lean Malcolm Brown, but, you know, it terrifies me. <laughs> I'm with you, actually. I'm leaning Brown. It feels safer in a way. I mean, if he gets 18 carries again, right. you feel pretty good about it. I mean, people are going a little overboard with his how great, how you know, how just great he was. He was okay. He was fine. Yeah, you know, he he, he was better than Acres, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, he was better than him, but I think Acres will learn. I think he has some stuff to figure out. He'll be good. I'm, I'm <laughs> <a>. <laughs> All right, we got uh, another flex question here from Matt Powell. He's asking us, who do we start at flex in a PPR league? So he has a few different options you got Devin Singletary you got J.K. Dobbins you got Rashad Perriman you got Paris Campbell you got Alan Lazard or you have James Robinson and it's similar we asked the Singletary Robinson question on the last show and we went Singletary so I think we'd probably still lean there Singletary will get, get hopefully get a few catches but are you playing Singletary over Dobbins or those receivers I think yeah, I'm going well, over the receivers, but is it, it's basically okay, to me Singletary or Dobbins, I believe. That's where I'm leaning. Yeah, that's where I would lean. Um, I'm not – I'm kind of getting excited about the possibility of Campbell, but um, – Yeah, I but like I'm, him too, I'm, but not yet. I'm, yeah, I'm not there yet. Um, Singletary, Dobbins. This one becomes very difficult for me. Um, and I have them literally right next to each other on my rankings as well, so it doesn't help all that much. Uh, Singletary going against Miami, Dobbins against Houston. And so, I know single or Dobbins did it in in limit. He didn't have a lot of work to do that get those touchdowns. No, but, but they're going to score a lot of 
you know, a lot of touchdowns. You know what? I think I'm starting it's to lean of, Dobbins here. I do too. And I, I hate that. I it's one it's yeah. 21 and 22 and I have Dobbins one spot ahead. Um, will that change my mind? Maybe they're that close, but right now Dobbins is on a better offense. He has a good shot at getting in the end zone. He's one, one big play away. Singletary until I see how that kind of comes out. I, I still believe he'll be good, but because they are taking away the red zone, I'm a little hesitant to start him over Dobbins, even though yep. Dobbins might not get as many carries, but I think with that offense, you can do more with him. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Dobbins. I need to see – I mean, I believe in the t- talent with Singletary, but, you know, honestly, I think Singletary is like a similar player to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's just not in the same opportunity. And But opportunity really is – I mean, that's fantasy football really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a large you part mix, of it. You got to mix the opportunity, the talent with the opportunity. If you don't have the opportunity, hey, what do you get? What, what, what's the matter? So – Next question here. We actually have about four questions here. We have Ethan, we got Jay Abbott, we got Bailey, we got Abraham. They're all talking about Joe Mixon. And we, we, we touched on it a little bit in the last episode about are we concerned, are we not? Abraham asked, should, is it still good to start Joe Mixon at flex instead of Dobbins or Edelman? And I think that's when you see questions like that, you start to realize people are really, really worried about Joe Mixon. And – I'm not even close to being there where I'm going to say I'm going to start Dobbins or Edelman over Joe Mixon. That's not even on my radar yet. And Mixon had a slow start to last year too. And it came around. I think it'll come around earlier this year than it did last year. I'm not that concerned yet. I think it, he, he, he wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great day, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. The, like the old line is concerning. Honestly, I thought they were going to be improved. They didn't look improved. Burrow didn't really have much time either, but I'm I'm okay with it. I'm Mixon is definitely not in the same level of Dobbins and Edelman right now for me, and that's not even. Yeah, no, I don't think it's even close. close. I mean, and I think there's three tiers even to that one. I don't think Dobbins and Edelman are in the same tier. I think Dobbins is already that much better. I, um, I agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that one's clear. You know, it's something to evaluate and keep watching, without a doubt. But like like we we're talking last time, don't pull the ripcord quite yet. He's too good of a talent. I think they'll figure it out. Speaking of pulling the ripcord too early here, Parker asks us, are Tyler Boyd and Cortland Sutton worth keeping? Um, well, <laughs> Cortland Sutton didn't even get to play, so I, that's definitely early on that one. I still very much believe in him. I liked what I saw out of Denver. Uh, and, I mean, you saw what, um, you know, the young gunslinger was able to do with fan and even Jerry Judy, even though Jerry Judy dropped a couple, like that were right on his hands. Like he definitely played like a rookie last uh, week. And I think that if Cortland Sutton was in there, he would have no problem. So I think Sutton is, will be oh, yeah. fine. He's going to be great. Um, Tyler Boyd, on the other hand, worth keeping, depending on what you need. I mean, to be completely honest, if, if you have, you know, three, four wide receivers that you, you feel good about um, and you need to free up space to get a, another tight end or, or, you know, whatever it may be, I'm not against it. it. It completely happens, you know, against how deep your league is, how long your benches are. Um, there always comes a, a, a time where I need a bench spot. Am I actually going to play this guy? And right now, Tyler Boyd would be close to that chopping block, even though it's probably a little too early week two. I don't know what they would need, but if you need that 
space. I'm not necessarily against it. I don't know. How do you feel about that one? I was never the biggest Boyd fan. Um, I feel like there's a lot of guys out there that could replace Boyd if you ever needed another receiver. I don't think he's, I don't think he's special at all. And so I think there's going to be a lot of guys in that. I mean, Corey Davis at this point might be just as good, right? It's yeah. <laughs> I like, I like Corey Davis better as a wide receiver. And I, I, there's a lot of people that love Boyd and they should, because last year he did the most with what they gave yeah. him and they gave him a lot though, but he was in a very good situation. This year it's not the same situation. We were talking about it, you know, many, many weeks ago, but yep. there's a lot of competition for the ball. And one of them being Mixon, one of them being AJ Green that he's back. John Ross might be more healthy. Um, obviously they're throwing it to Bernard a little bit. Like it, it's not an ideal situation. Um, and with a rookie quarterback, he looked good, but you never really know how that's going to progress over the year. So I'm not overly confident about him. I'm not that confident about him. I'd still probably hold him just a bit. I mean, I guess I don't even know what his ceiling really is. No, but I, I mean, and yeah. does he have no trade value already? Like uh, you think you would be I don't able know how much he really has. I know. Maybe you could pair him with someone else. Someone yeah. has to like him still, right? I mean, he did have a good year last year. Somebody might. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, Benji asks us, how, opt- how are you optimistic about Ronald Jones role in the offense after week one? And I wouldn't even, I'm not really like terribly <laughs> optimistic. I think that's just a case of Leonard Fournette coming into the team late. I mean, right. I, that to me, at least I think Jones will obviously have a role. It's going to diminish. Fournette will get more carries. Fournette, I believe we had five carries. I'm like, he does like nine snaps. He wasn't a factor, but I think that's just because he came on so late. So yeah. I, I'm not a, and just to preface it as well, because I don't want to be unfair to Ronald Jones, but I was never a big fan. So when Fournette came in, I was kind of already writing him off a bit. Um, look, they try to get him a bunch of carries. Am I optimistic? No, not at all. But as of right now, all he needs is one big game for them to say, we're going to try to stick with him as long as possible. So is it possible he's good and, you know, or worth keeping around? And yeah. But if I got a trade deal for him because someone didn't draft enough running backs or something, I would definitely take it. But that's that's me. All right, Eric asks us, who do you like going? Who do you like more going forward, James Connor or Benny Snell? I mean, and, Connor if he's healthy. Yeah, I think Connor's their guy. If he's healthy, it's going to be Connor, right? There's really not a. I don't think there's a question there. Uh, at least now. I mean, obviously, we'll see. If Connor can be ever can be healthy. All right, Benji asks another question here. He asks, do you think uh, Antonio Gibson's role in the football team's offense will grow as the season progresses? Um, I think it can, for sure, because I am not a – I'm not a believer, and I don't think anybody, even Washington, I don't think Ron Rivera is a believer <laughs> in Peyton Barber. No one's a Peyton Barber <laughs> believer, right? I mean – Peyton Barber is what he is. Antonio Gibson, he didn't get a lot of opportunity, but he, he, I, I think he, he showed enough where I think he'll get more, more work. But the worry with Antonio Gibson is he's never gotten a lot of work in his life at running back, right? So maybe he just can't. And maybe it doesn't grow to a substantial level, at least carries-wise, but he's going to be involved with the team. And Peyton Barber just isn't good. And Washington has to know that, right? They have to know that. The problem is I don't know how much Gibson will ever get on the goal line. That's, that's one of the issues um, that might not ever be there. It really might be Peyton Barber at that point. So I think it will progress. I just don't know to what level. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't have too much more for that. I, I do think yeah. he will, you know, I think he'll end up getting more and 
I would. It's a good team. I never know what's going to happen with a third running back or whatever they might, you know, bring on Bryce Love or or if they decide to do go that route. But Craig is absolutely correct. Um, you know, when when they're running the ball that many times and he doesn't get any yardage, I know it was a lot of it was on the goal line. It's very difficult to keep giving him the ball. Antonio Gibson did look like a better runner, but he's also a rookie. He's he's young. You're trying to help yep. your quarterback out. There's a lot of things that a veteran can do that a rookie can't. So do I think that will, his usage will grow? Yeah, they already gave him 11 touches in game one. Um, that's really good for a rookie. Um, give him some time. He'll definitely eat into that because he's a more talented player at this stage in his career. But, you know, a lot of bad things can happen to rookies too, fumbling and missing, you know, blitzes and all that stuff. So uh, I, I say it with, you know, holding back. He should as long as things progress in the right direction. All right, Alex, Alex asks, should I get rid of on Johnson? And I'm, I'm completely cool with dropping on Johnson. I am too. It hurts me to say, but yeah, I'm I okay am with it. Peterson, I mean, the only person who could take over it is going to be Swift, I believe. And that's going to be a while because I don't think Adrian Peterson's going anywhere. So I don't either. As Carry-on's much dropping. as it hurts me to say too, after, after Swift dropped that ball, I just have a feeling it's going to take a while before that, you know, the young oh, yeah. running backs – get the confidence of, you know, the quarterback back. And Peterson. He looks, he looked good. He did. And look, he's one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. If he has anything left in the tank, which it clearly looks like he did. I, you know, I think they're going to just run with it and go with it. And we know Patricia comes from the Bilicek, you know, family tree. And we all know that they, you know, well, in New England, they don't care who runs the ball, right? As, as long as you don't put it on the ground and as long as you, you know, deliver, they'll keep giving it to you. So I do think AP is going to be a, a large thorn in those two sides and carry on is number three now. Well, part of this too with Patricia and, and Bob Quinn, they need a win. They, these guys can't have another losing season. No, they'll be out. Yeah, and I mean, they don't have time to wait on a rookie running back if you have a reliable Adrian Peterson there. You just don't have the time to wait. Patricia can't. He can't afford to lose to have a losing season. He just can't. He'll be gone. I don't even know if I agree with it, to be honest. I'm like a, actually a Matt Patricia guy, but I, I am. I'm, I feel like one of the few, but. Well, I, I would believe in him more, but. The results don't show I don't, up. I, no, I don't even want, I don't want to get into it. It'll just get me angry. Yeah. But we, uh, good teams don't lose those kind of games. And that's I think that is, that's more coaching than, than players at that point. True. That's what I'll say. All right. Now we get to the trade questions here, Jeff. We have a lot of trade questions. People are already looking to do some wheeling and dealing. So here we go. We got a Moreno just asked, should I trade Austin Eckler? And I'll say, if you can get a good value for him, sure. Don't, don't just trade him for nothing. Trade him for the value that he was going for to start the season. That's at this point, I wouldn't trade for anything less. I don't think anybody's lost enough value. So, I mean, I think as simple as that. Just don't, just don't, you know, don't give them away, obviously. Um, next one, though, I'm going to go with Pudding's question. Should I trade Leonard Fournette for Melvin Gordon? And I'll say, yes. yeah, do that yeah. all day. I think the safer one. Melvin Gordon looked good last last night. Uh, obviously, he's not the only one running the ball. But well, Lindsay, looked- Lindsay has turf toe now, so. Um, um, that's actually no good point. I totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, even more so. Uh, he's definitely the safer option. Do I like Fournette's upside? I do, but. We, have, I also, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, well, I'll, like take the easy win. I would take Melvin Gordon. He's a good running back. Uh, Blaine Bailey has two questions here, both about trading for Jonathan Taylor. 
Would you trade Chris Carson for Jonathan Taylor? Would you trade Raheem Mostert for Jonathan Taylor? And Oh, man. It's hard to say because we don't know what Taylor is yet. Yeah, we don't really know. We didn't what see enough either, to be quite honest. He's going to be the guy. Taylor will. I feel like I would want Taylor over Mostert. I honestly believe that. I feel like I'd take a little. It's a little chance that you're taking, but I think I would like that pick. And I hmm, and the Carson I, one. I I was going to say I think because I, I see you're struggling with it. I, I agree with you. I would trade. Because I think Mostert is going to be more up and down, and we didn't get to see the three-headed beast that we did last year, right? Because they actually held out Tevin Coleman mm-hmm. because of the air quality. So you have McKinnon, you have Coleman, and you have Mostert. He is the number one there at the moment. I don't know if that's necessarily going to stay like that. He did have one big play. He's a good player. I mean, all three of these guys are really good. I would take the chance. I would take Taylor over Mostert but I would not over Chris Carson because I think he's so darn safe. And even though I, I like Taylor's upside more, I, I, I just wouldn't do that one. I think I'm with you on this, but it is a tough, tough – it's tough for me to pass up Jonathan Taylor. I'm really on the fence on this. You're, if, if you do this deal, you're, just, you're, you're taking a chance because we don't know what Taylor is yet. It is a chance. I might be willing to do it based on what else your team is. Like where is um, – you know – what, where is Carson? He's probably your number two, right? I would guess Carson's your number two if, if you're doing that deal. So, Yeah, mm. I mean, that's a good Tough. point, too. I mean, but if it's, you have both- he's most likely your two, though, in most scenarios. If he's your three, I think I'd do it if he's your three. Um, oh, I think that's I would. a good point. If you can decide, I'd do most. Yeah, um, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah, but if you're going to have one of those guys as your number th- – or Jonathan Taylor would be your number three or two – Yep. Then you, you're able to have a little wiggle room for, for risk. But yep. straight up, over Mostert, yes. Not over Chris Carson, yet. About another uh, Mostert deal here. So Colton Trammell asked, would you trade Raheem Mostert for Cam Newton? It says, right now he has Wentz and Garoppolo at quarterback. So would you trade Mostert for Newton? And I like Newton, but I don't like him enough to trade away a running back. No, me either. And maybe, is that a two running back or two quarterback league maybe if, 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 even if it is i still wouldn't do it yeah i i get it because i'm not a big garoppolo guy and we're a little bigger on like believing that once will probably turn it around do i like cam a little bit better than once yeah but um i'm with craig like it's too hard to get rid of a good running back unless like you're not going to play him at all like maybe you're stacked or something but i would try to get more than just cam then all right now we have a few uh trades involving nick chubb here so a few different deals uh, i knew this was going to come this is a rough one <laughs> so this is from code he's asking should i trade josh jacobs for nick chubb and adam thielen oh <laughs> that's oof. oof someone is someone's putting it out there man uh wow that's interesting i think that would heavily depend on your team yeah that's <laughs> Um, hmm, this is an interesting one. I mean, the, okay, the Nick Chubb thing, I didn't want to believe it, but I feel like this is just going to be a split. It, it was very much a split in week one. And Kareem Hunt looks pretty good, too. I thought Nick Chubb was far and away better than Kareem Hunt, but it didn't show. And Chubb wasn't bad in week one. He only had, what, 10 carries, I think? He turned it into, like, 60 yards. But, again, it was only 10 carries. And the team is struggling. The team isn't very good. Are they going to be in a spot where they can actually run the ball a lot and get him enough carries if they're going to lose 38 to six? Oh, this is a tough one because Josh Jacobs was really good. 
He had those touch. He had three touchdowns. I mean, funny thing is the yards per carry. If you if you're a yards per carry believer, which I don't really buy that too much, Not, but Chubb was six point zero and uh, Jake, Jacobs was like three point nine. <laughs> yeah, um, Thielen well, was really good. That is a good stat to look at, but I think when you're the only guy in town it's like different. Jacobs is, it, it kind of you know no matter what the flow yep. of the game is, no matter if you're yep. near the goal line or what. So it does definitely affect into that. Chubb looked good when he got the carries. The problem is, can Cleveland get it together where they can give enough carries to both of the guys, right? We're really taking a long. We that. We're taking a long time to answer this question. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to. <laughs> but um, I, okay, if, you know, I would, can, I would, <laughs> man, this is so tough. I would definitely consider this because I feel like it really boosts it. You might take this. Okay, I. Oh man, I'm, I'm just like I'm all over the board right now. Um, I, a lot of times in trades, I don't like getting. And even a two for one, I don't like, I want to get the best player to trade. That's typically what I would like to do. So Josh Jacobs is the best player in the trade, but is he far and away the best player in the trade? Or are you just taking, are you getting a good value for Nick Chubb? Because Nick Chubb was ranked in some places. Nick Chubb was ranked ahead of Josh Jacobs just a week ago. Is one week really going to change our mind that much? And then Adam Thielen, I'm I mean, a huge believer in Adam Thielen. And I think he could be really good. You know what? I think I would do it. I'm going to take the chance. I'm a Chubb. I'm enough of a believer yet, Nick Chubb. And I think, okay. and I'm a, I'm a big Adam Thielen fan. Yeah, I would too. I, I think it really does depend on your roster. Like, well, obviously Chubb would play because he's going to take the place of Josh Jacobs. But, and I can't imagine a team it, like that Thielen wouldn't, especially after the week one he had. But, mm-hmm. you know, they would have to be far and better. Like Thielen definitely has to make you that much better because Josh Jacobs is safer right now. Yep. So, and I, and I like dealing that depth, much. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I think as long as your team is in a, a good spot um, or, or the opposite, right. Where you just need more guys, then you definitely do it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like it. I think you do get the value back, um, but people are going to keep asking yeah. these things about Chubb. And the truth is no one really quite knows yet. Um, no, I'm, you don't. I'm with you though, Craig. I'm kind of like, I believe in the talent. We saw what he was able to do. Well, they're not going to play Baltimore every week, you know? Also true. That's, that's part of it. So, all right, here's another one then. Um, M. McKenney asks, should I trade Hollywood Brown and David Montgomery for Nick Chubb and Odell Beckham? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Do not? Yeah, I mean, I have to. Of course. Yeah, I think that one for me, I totally <laughs> understand that you don't know where these guys are going to go. But that's yeah, you have to do that deal. Yeah, you ha- you have to. I feel like you have to take that shot. Yep. And maybe you, OBJ is a complete bust this year. Maybe he is, but yeah, uh, how, who, what? Make sure Hollywood Brown and who? David Montgomery, which we're just, yeah, I'm, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 all day, all all <laughs> yeah. day, it's not all even, day, it's yeah. not even close for me. All right, Brendan Connolly asks, and this is actually two people have asked this question. Well, it's a similar question. Brendan Connolly asks, would you trade Todd Gurley for Nick Chubb? And Jerome asks, would you trade Todd Gurley and Marvin Jones slash Preston Williams for Nick Chubb? So essentially, would you trade Gurley for Chubb? Those receivers, I'd throw in the receivers if you're going to want to do yeah, a deal. But I don't care about. But the this receivers. is about: do you want Gurley or do you want Chubb? Oh man, this one's tough for me. Um, I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big believer in Gurley. And, you know, the Chubb words, I think, are real. I think they, they're they very so, close to one another. Gurley, what are you thinking? I don't know. I, Gurley clouds my judgment, to be quite honest. Cause, okay, Gurley I think is going to be solid. But Gurley, I don't think he's quite the same player anymore. I am on that bandwagon. Or I'm, I'm, I'm there now where I think he's not quite the same. 
he's he's still a very good running back, but he's not what he was two, three years ago. And I do believe that is he he's just not. It happens to running backs all the time. They, 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 it really does. It not even maybe it's not even the knee. It's just it happens, right? He's had a couple knee injuries though, so of course he's not going to be maybe as quick as he was. Maybe his lateral quickness isn't as good, and I think that's part of it. But man, this is so tough. I think I do want. I think I'm going to keep. I'm going to go with Gurley though, just because. The other deal with the Chubb deal, you're getting you're getting a great receiver with it. This one is just like a straight up, and I think I'm going to go with the guy who I know has all of the opportunity in the world, and it's going to be Gurley. So I think I go Gurley, just because it's you know he's the guy. He's he is he's 100 percent the guy. Yeah, I I, so I slightly side with you. I, it's that tough, was though. very very difficult for me, but this I, is, I I truly believe in Gurley, and I'm I'm less skeptical than Craig is about his ability. I, and we saw it week one that got out of control very quickly. That is the only thing that worries me. Yep. The Falcons have been in so many shootouts in the past couple of years that you wonder, can there, is that, you know, the defense just not ever going to get there. And may, if they could run the ball more, he will be successful. Yep. But already in a shootout where Matty Ice had 450 yards, the guy still got a touchdown, still got 50 yards only off of what? 10 carries. Yeah, I, I believe in the guy. So I, I think that one is okay because you're minimizing your, you know, the possibility of Hunt really eating into his carries. I don't I think they'll both be about the same, but I like I like Gurley a little more right now. All right, Cody asks, would you trade James Conner and Jonu Smith or Dallas Goddard for Travis Kelsey? So, I mean, obviously you're going to say – you're going to take Goddard out and you would try to trade Connor and Smith. If you even were going to think about doing it for Kelsey and you know what? I would, I, I do I think like I would. both. I think I would. I think I'd go Connor and Smith and get Kelsey, but would you go Connor and Goddard? I would, I would try to go, I would try to trade Janu Smith first. Yeah. And then I would keep Goddard. I, I think he is more upside. Um, Right now, you can still play him as a flex position, I believe. And heaven forbid, Ertz goes down, and then you can use him all day, assuming you can do two tight ends, right? Because yep. at that point, it's just a backup anyway to Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah, Kelsey, I do like that one. I, I, I mean, you do have to make sure, like, what? I mean. Okay, the James Conner thing, though, I haven't yeah. been a believer. I mean, part of this is clouded by I wasn't a believer. And then do we know really what the injury situation is right now? Maybe you're getting out from it and you get a number one tight end, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. That's kind of my words too. I mean, Connor is such a, a mixed bag. He is. I'm, we I'm don't know not. if his health is going to get in the way, but if he's there, he's going to be successful. So you better have two other running backs that you can really lean on if you're thinking yep. about making this move. Because it does. Yeah, I would. I could. I could see myself doing it though, because I think you're getting the number one tight end by far. Yeah. Um, especially after the Kittle injury, I know that he looks like he's going to play perhaps, but we'll see. Yeah. It, it, you know, it definitely worries me. All right. Z gold asks, would you trade Austin Eckler and Emmanuel Sanders for David Johnson? And I'm not there yet on that either. Um, I still, Eckler's still going to be ranked ahead of David Johnson for me. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there either. I, I still believe in Eckler. I believe yeah. in his upside, especially if it's going to be like a PPR. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I, look, I'm all the credit in the world to David Johnson for, for coming back and for looking as good as he did. But I'm, I think there's more risk with him. 
Yeah. And uh, even, and uh, there's nothing to this, but for some reason, I do think he's more of an injury risk as well. I don't know why I think that, that I, not going in, I, I, I would have stayed with Eckler either way, but I just want to throw that out there. That's where my mind is right now. I don't know if that's fair or not. And final question of the day. It's from Alex. This is a, this is a, a dynasty league. So it's a two QB dynasty league. So I want to save this one for the end here. All right. So Alex is asking, would you consider trading away Kyler Murray for Miles Sanders? This is number two QB league. He also has Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, and, and Phillip Rivers at quarterback. His running backs are Mark Ingram and Devin Singletary. So Unfortunately, until, I think you have to. I think so too. I was going to say, until the running backs came up there, I wouldn't have done it because having a Lamar, Kyler, 2QB set up for a while is really good. You know what? Ah, this is still tough for me because in a dynasty league in 2QBs, you're going to have Lamar and Kyler for a very long time and running backs come and go. I might not do this, actually. I, I honestly might not do this. I just think those two running backs or two quarterbacks could be so valuable in a two QB dynasty league. I, I you know what? I'm going to not do it. I'm actually going to keep Kyler because I know it's rough. I get it that you need running backs here, but I think in a dynasty league, I mean, running backs, they come and go. It happens so much. Kyler and Lamar are not. No doubt it, right. They're not going to go anywhere. I, I totally get I, you. It's rough. I, it's a, it's a, it's a risky thing to do. I just think you have a, I think you're really, really set with Lamar and Kyler. Maybe I like Kyler than more than others. I guess maybe that's I'll tell you the, the dynasty throws a lot of wrenches into yeah. this, right? If yep. it wasn't dynasty, I would do it hands down. I have to. Would oh you yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. If, it, if this wasn't dynasty, like are you, then, and that, that's my question too, is like, are you, yeah. Are you looking to win this well, year? Like, do you have enough pieces around that? If you're looking to win this year, I feel like you have to do okay. it. If you, Cam if, will be fine. Yeah, that's that's a good good point. If you're, if you're going for the win this year, you're not worried about the future as much, make the deal because Cam is going to be great for this year. Yeah. it's I don't know how many years Cam's going to have to be at that level. So I guess, yeah, that's, that's, that's the way. If you're looking to more build for the future, I'd, I'd just keep Kyler. But if you want to win this year, I think it is a good deal. So, yeah, I get that's a good point. So, you know, and actually there was one more question here that we, we missed here Um for the last episode, just a start sick question, but it came in um, from Brett. He emailed us. So I wanted to get this in here before we end this off. So he's just looking to who should he start here? Um, who would you, who would you start with, with, uh, with Cortland Sutton not being around this? If he, if he's around or if he's not this week, would you go Paris Campbell or would you go, let's say, let's say Sutton actually plays. Would you, would okay. you play him or would you play Paris Campbell? Because would you be worried about the injury or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I am. If if you're hearing rumors, if I hear rumors that he looks good and he's ready to go, I play Sutton. If they are talking about how he's going to be hobbled and all that, I think Paris Campbell looked good enough where I would I would feel like, okay, I'd rather go with the healthy guy. Yep. Because obviously it was enough where they held him out for a week, right? Yep. So it is definitely a worry. But if they say he's good to go, I got to take the risk because I think he's that good of a player. If, if he goes to the game with the questionable tag, I'm going to be a little worried. Um, but if How they, many players do, though? I, mean, I know. Nowadays, it's not the same as it used to be. Questionable is not the same as it once was, right? Right. Um, yeah, I think I'd play Sutton. So. But, all all right. Right. I do have one yeah. more question, actually. It came through on YouTube. Oscar, 
Uh, my man asked a question, um, is his first time using um, auction budget mm. to get waiver wire guys, right? So currently he has Jacecki. He really wants to get Goddard, my man. And um, he's wondering how, what percentage of his budget is okay to get Goddard. And he mm. even threw out 20 to 25%. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I was going to say, I think that's a little much, but how much would you say if you, we'll just make it easy and say it's $100, but. I think I'd go 10%. Okay. So 10% in order to get Goddard. Yeah. I think a very, um, this one is a little easier for me too. Sometimes it's very difficult to figure out um, what people are willing to throw out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think as many people throw as much money out on tight ends. I think. No. I don't think, I mean, unless other people watch this show, I don't think anyone's quite as high in Goddard as we are. Maybe not. Um, yep. <laughs> but also, you'll be able to look like someone has Kelsey, someone has, you know, unless someone has Kittle, but I highly doubt that they're going to spend a large portion of their budget when you know they're going to go back to Kittle when he's healthy. So yep. you could probably take out a large portion of the, of the, you know, people in your league that aren't going to put out there. So I think 10% of your budget, I'm okay with that. Um, once again, I'll say it over and over and over, but like, can you use your tight end in the flex position? I think that justifies it a hundred percent. But yeah, I would 10%. All right. That's going to do it for mailbag for this week. So every week, just get your questions in. We're going to go over, you know, on the mailbag show, we'll do flex questions. We'll do trade questions. We'll do random questions, whatever you got for fantasy football, get those to us every single week. We're going to make this uh, every Thursday. We'll be doing this episode. So Remember again, go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram Fantasy Football Profit, the website fantasyfootballprofit.com. And we'll talk to you guys next time.